This show was brought to you by Step Up and Play Productions. Hello and welcome to Boz and Baz's Penny Arcade. We're here, back again, so swiftly after the last episode, and I told you we would be. So this week, Boz and I have stepped away from lists and CJ Phillips. We are no longer on speaking terms. So, instead, we take a look at a couple of stories that piqued our interest, share some facts, and talk through some hypotheticals. Let's get into it. So, Boz. Baz. First... This is our first episode of our new, 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 new format. Unimproved. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give it a go and try and try and do this thing weekly. Structure. That's what Structure. we've needed. Coming coming weekly. That is the that's that's just where we are now. That's types of guys we are committed. Yeah, we're coming out of a pandemic and we need to we need to move things forward. You know. Yeah. And I think as well, it's just. We just want to give more back to the listeners. Yeah. To those yeah. those people around the world who are listening to us. Thousands worldwide. Talk absolute rubbish. <laughs> we want them to listen to us talk absolute rubbish even more yeah. frequently. Yeah, exactly. And uh, enjoy it. Embrace it. So Become it. Yeah. Just, you know, really, <laughs> really live and breathe it all. So <laughs> the first... First thing we want to get into then, Boz, it's a, a new little segment for us. Is we've been we've talked to well, you this is something that you're you're quite into. And you like facts, don't you? Like little bits of just random little bits of information. I do like facts. And something that, you know, I'm I mean, I, I like to hear facts, but it's not I don't I don't know. I feel like I don't I don't know a lot. So I think for you this the prep for this little section is like quite easy. You've just got lots of them in your head, but for me I have to go off and um so do you know what Boz I'm going first yeah go first I've got and this is interesting as well because actually it links in with in a way links in with something that um I was talking to to Tazbaz about earlier so yeah. this is what I found out that American microbiologist yeah Maurice Ralph Hilleman is accredited with developing eight of the 14 routine vaccination news today so those being measles, mumps, hepatitis A and B, chickenpox, meningitis, pneumonia, haemophilia and, and haemophilia influenza. And he also discovered that chlamydia was not a virus as it was previously thought to be. Hmm. So. Where is he now? Could do with him. Yeah. yeah. What's he doing? Is he, yeah. is he working on the program? But what this, so, so how this links right. into, into conversations I was having earlier is... And you'll remember this when you were at secondary school, when you're in year eight, you, all kids in Britain, at least, would have their BCG. I never had it. What? I haven't had my TB. I went out. I ate the needles. 
Oh my god. I bet that right, so so for for anybody listening who doesn't know what a BCG is, um I don't know what it stands for, but it's, it's a tester. It's a jab, it was a jab that um kids in the UK would have uh, at the age of kind of twelve, thirteen, um and that was supposed to immunize them against tuberculosis. And yeah. um, it was and it almost become like a rite of passage, I think, as well, because you'd have it's quite a big needle. You'd have your yeah. jab um, your arm would go numb probably for, for the day uh, or so. Um, and People would then, just punch you in the arm all day, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. You'd get you'd get um, a big scab would would um, appear on it. And eventually, you know, most people would have a scar left by that. Yeah. As well. yeah. And, 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 you know, kids being kids would just run around the playground, punching each other in the arm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, and, and that would go on for like a good couple oh, of yeah. weeks as well. It wasn't something that like you had the jab and within two days it was like it did. It was like it had never happened. Like I said, like people have these big scabs and scars and that. So like my mum's got a, a scar on her arm. Um, Taz Baz has got a scar. Me, on the other hand. I've got nothing. So every all my friends have these massive scabs and everything. I went in, had the jab. I literally had a tiny red dot it didn't ache it didn't do anything after so i just wonder if i don't know maybe they didn't give it to me uh, like i said i i i, I, I can't i can't help out this i never had it i just decided i didn't want to go in for it i don't know why i mean in hindsight i would have done it but like i've had loads of injections since because of work and stuff like that and it doesn't bother me so i don't know why at the time is it because you and you're supposed you... to have, do, do they give you like a salty tablet as well or something is that tb or is that polio was i, I think it might be polio but mm-hmm. um i i bet though you were the first kid punching everyone in the arm oh yeah being an That's, absolute yeah. Yeah. knob about it that goes up saying chickened but... out <laughs> doing it yourself yeah running around the playground jabbing everyone in the left arm yeah that's funny that's funny but um yeah i, I mean what's the chances of getting tb anyway these days probably pretty slim I think that might have been part of it. it was that I don't know if it was it was pretty much eradicated, but I think uh, in recent years it kind of started to yeah, it's coming uh, back again, isn't it? Its head again, yeah. But um, they what they do now is they so they stopped doing it in two thousand and five. Yeah. But they've replaced it with like uh with some different jabs that they give um babies. So oh, they've stopped yeah. Oh, so instead, so instead of, of immunising you when you're older, they do it when you're when you're younger. So you've you know. Because you could catch TB before the age of 12. It's pretty nasty, isn't it, TB? It, it, it makes you vomit blood, doesn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. violent. Yeah, it's not, it's not a nice one. Bring it on, I say. But yeah, but that was, that was the thing that, that blew my mind as well. It was like, not only do they not have it now. So I was like, because, so, um, for, obviously for the listeners, Boz, you know this, but my, my daughter is, um, she's just started secondary school. So with I was thinking, right, next year she'll have a BCG. So I started yeah. telling her all about it. And then um then thought, do you know what, I haven't really heard anybody mention it for years. No. And then Googled it and I was like, Oh, they've they've stopped it. Oh, they stopped it in two thousand and five. And it just it made me feel like a billion oh, years old. <laughs> I, I will I will say though, I'm glad you've told me this because uh I've often thought about it. Uh, particularly because of what I do, I've often thought, you know, perhaps I should have had it done. But oh, you've, yeah, you've put me massively at ease. This, this is this is the most rewarding podcast I've ever done with you. 
but you, he's good. Well, you know, if if I can yeah, help, if I can improve your life in any way, Boz, you know I will. So, so what what was it? Hey, there's a lot of facts here. Which was your main fact? Do they stopped doing it since 2005, or the this guy invented all these vaccines? That's, that's, that's the thing, Boz. I, I found that fact about the guy who did all these things. And it just tied in with that conversation, because, and which works well because I really wanted to talk to you about it because I was like, I can't believe it. They don't have BCGs. But it turns out you went out anyways. <laughs> you, yeah, you've come strong with that. I'm impressed. I'd like to know. <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd like to know if there's anything, any kind of, say, an equivalent, but something like that in in other countries. So if any like, yeah, you know, in America still be or, doing BCGs some most places because didn't you have to i'm sure you used to have like um you used to have an eight pronged like um needle in your arm first didn't you yeah yeah which i never had either um <laughs> because i think Hang on. That... as this conversation goes on is, is this where you come out as an anti-vaxxer no i've had more epi jabs than honestly you should see because i've done it and forgot about it in every job you have to get you know, you have to get your vaccinations for uh, so you can access hospitals and stuff. So I've had probably bloody hell over. You only you only need three jabs to be uh, immune. Well, yeah, immune to hepatitis B, and then you have a booster every five six years. Something like that. I think that is. I think it's that, but don't quote me on it. But you have a booster every so often. But I think all my uh, <laughs> I got my stuff from the doctors, and I think I've had about. 10 or 12 jabs of happy within within the space of about four or five years so <laughs> there's not maybe next time they offer you one you should have said look guys maybe you should worry less about me i've had a lot yeah poor old pamela anderson did she get happy uh i don't know if it's happy is it what's what's the one that's kind of like you just live with it and it's not really a big deal possibly happy is it, I don't know. it might be C though. What's her name? Uh, Pam Ranson. Pam Ranson. What's her name? Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Ranson. Uh, I don't know. I don't know Never what she has. C she's got, I think. Is it? Can you pass it on to people? You must be able to pass it on. Poor Adel Rami. He's probably riddled of it. Nah. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, and and maybe Julian Assange. But, she didn't go. Did she go there? They're very good friends, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. very, very good friends. Right, uh, here we go. So hepatitis C can be a debilitating and even fatal condition, but it can also be asymptomatic for years before it causes problems. Huh. Here's what you need to know. I love that. So this is health.com. Oh, Pamela Anderson cured of hepatitis C. Oh, what what you should so. know about the virus. <laughs> but what you should know about the, the so they've pulled you in with Pamela Anderson because they've gone hang on pop culture yeah. right Pamela pop culture from the 90s um so they pulled you in with Pamela Anderson and then they go what you should know about the virus so they they open up and it sounds like a right here's what you need to know and then it just goes straight back to Pamela Anderson again <laughs> she's cured um lived with the virus for 16 years um yeah i'm cured just found huh. out yeah. Pamela Anderson, i mean she, she's got married and divorced this year which is pretty good going considering uh everything that's gone on yeah so wasn't it to like a 
he was like a producer kind of guy or something, wasn't he? Like multi-millionaire and that. I've, I remember reading something about this where basically kind of he, I think she, well, she romanticised a bit, but I think basically he'd been sniffing around for years trying yeah. to try, trying to, to get with her. She was either with someone else or just not interested. This time she's gone, yeah, all right. And it's all gone well for a bit. They've got married and then she's gone, nah, mate. <laughs> Bloody hell. Well, you know, she's cracking on a bit now. She wants to settle down. 48 she is now. I thought she was older now. Well, hang on. No, she is older than that. Do you want to know why? This article's from November 2015. <laughs> so that, there you go. So, yeah, I knew she was 50 plus, but fair play to her. She's, I imagine she's still got uh, certain assets. Well, yeah, because plastic doesn't age like humans. So. Uh... That sounded catty, didn't it? But that's did, that's did again catty. as we're, as we're in the fact section of the pod. It's just uh, factual. Just sounds a bit catty to me. I've I've got nothing against old barbed wire. Barbed wire, oh, a what teenager's film? a teenager's favorite film. Isn't it? So here we go. Right. So, so I don't actually know a lot about hepatitis of any letter. Um. So hepatitis C is a blood-borne virus that causes inflammation of the liver. So in some cases, people exposed to it and um, can fight it off on their own, which Pam's yeah. done. Well, so on her own, she's, by the time she's done a lot of, lot of treatment. Um, but about 75% of people exposed go on to develop chronic infection, with many ultimately developing complications like chronic liver disease, liver failure, and liver cancer. Hepatitis C is the leading wow. cause of liver transplants in the US. Thus... It's not good. No. It's not but good. she's cured, so, you know. So, hey, power to power. Now, and not only, not only is she cured, she cured ages ago. So, not <laughs> even news. But it's a fact. It's a fact. There's, there's all my facts for you, Buzz. <laughs> right. It just it spiralled out of control, mate. I'm coming at you with a big fact. Okay. Hit me with it. So, according to a study by the Innovation Centre of US Dairy... 7% of Americans believe that chocolate milk came from brown cows. <laughs> um, and, you know, the study that conducted was a thousand, it was, it was a thousand people, which is, you know, I think that's enough. I think that's a decent sample size. A thousand people over the age of 18. So these aren't, these aren't children, you know, these are, you know, Normal American citizens, to say the least. And, yeah, 7% of Americans, which doesn't seem, you know, that high, plus over 16 million people who believe chocolate milk comes from brown cows, essentially. Thing is, though, like, when you're asking a 1,000 to represent 331 million people, you then got... That's 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 like on those um those ah. mascara adverts and stuff well, because these these eyelashes right, are the right, fine, like the biggest la- most luscious eyelashes ever. Within, that's fine, people. that's fine, right? But within that study, forty eight percent of the people involved in that study didn't even know where it came from at all. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> so nearly five hundred people went. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But this is about chocolate milk or milk? Chocolate milk, chocolate milk. 
don't know. Don't they know. couldn't work it out. They couldn't work it out. It's a but mystery to me. But 7% said they came from a brown cow. So they're my favourite 7%. At least they had a guess. They said a go. But the other 48% sat in the, you know, they, they don't know. Don't want to say something that makes me sound stupid. So I'll just say I don't know. over 18s as well. Yeah. All over 18. I think it's a decent sample size. You know, it's a reasonable question. It's like... <laughs> so- I've, I mean, I've, I've got, right in my head, like I, I can imagine they've, they've asked the question, they've gone, I don't know, I don't know where it comes from. Then they've told them, and they've gone, so the milk, remember the white milk? Yeah, yeah, that's in the cow. And they're looking at it, you know, like in, um, in Zoolander, where they t- tell them that the files are in the computer, and they're like, <laughs> the files are in the computer. <laughs> They're trying to smash it to get the files up. They're looking at this cow going, I don't get it. But that's... The thing is, all right, I tell you what, it does bug me about polls, especially when there is a yes and no, and there's people say don't know. Just just say yes or no. Yeah, but if you don't know, then that that tells you... That tells you what percentage of your of, of your poll people don't actually know the answer to the question that you're asking yeah but not everything is yes and no it should be and i want you know to something so simple it definitely should be how could you how could you not know <laughs> As a, i mean I, well what's yeah worse? No, is, is it is it worse to not know where chocolate milk came from or to think it came from a brown cow well, I, I don't know. I guess it's it depends, doesn't it? Because if you're going, well, I don't know where it comes from. I know milk comes from a cow, but yeah. I don't know how they then make it chocolatey. That's that's different to <laughs> they, plastic they, bottles. They, I don't know. They put cocoa powder down the they they yeah, they put cocoa powder down the uh, cow's throat, or they they put it in with their feed, they just and then they chocolate. Sh- they no, just yeah. feed them loads of chocolate constantly. And they shake the cow violently then to uh, <laughs> mix the milk up. And then, yeah, it's oh, just... No, no they, don't, they don't shake them violently. What they do is, so they fed they feed them chocolate all day long. Mm. And then just before it's time to put the cows to sleep for the night, they put them all on aeroplanes with parachutes on. That They get to a certain height. And then they push each cow out individually. And after 10 seconds, well, no, five seconds, say, where the cow is falling, spinning around, they go, they, it, the timer goes off, the parachute opens and the cow lands safely and then goes back and then goes to bed. But that spinning, that bit of time yeah. before the before the parachute opens, that's how they mix the chocolate into the milk. And to 16.4 minutes. 16.4 million Americans. That's an entirely plausible story. So nobody said <laughs> if they don't. <laughs> I apologise uh, to all Americans uh, for that horrendous accent. That is good. Hey, look, they should be apologising to you for darkening your doorstep with this seven percent. I I I like to think that the the portion of our listenership that is is from the states they know where chocolate milk comes from they know 
Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to this. Tweet into the show. Or you can take take it the other way and go, yeah, that's probably the guys who listen to this. Yeah, 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 actually, yeah. Although, they've probably learned some good stuff. I mean, do you want to, should we, do we tell them where chocolate milk comes from or do we let them just continue their imagination? Well, the thing is, right, if we now tell them where these these specific people so let's assume so we we've decided that the people who didn't know where chocolate milk came from that took part in that poll listened to this pod so that's that's agreed that's yeah that is fact in our fact section i think you gotta i think you gotta raise it up bigger yeah, that's, that. canon now. That's, that's canon that's canon they listen to this pod <laughs> so yeah but what we've got to be careful with here is if we now you know reveal where chocolate milk comes from we will get accused of giving spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's like um, the internet can be a, a treacherous place if you start dishing out spoilers. So, who wants to? Yeah, who wants to be the guy who says Santa doesn't exist? Not me. Not me. So, but you just said it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but whilst you're reeling from that chocolate milk, <laughs> yeah, come from brown cows. <laughs> But it should. It should. <laughs> chocolate. If anything, watch... the brown cows are being lazy because they're not if... producing chocolate milk. Yeah, if you really want to know, watch Willy Wonka. That's right. It comes from a river. So, but the... <laughs> so I would like to go back to those same people that said chocolate milk comes from brown cows and just ask a simple question. All right. Where does strawberry milk come from? Yeah. I was thinking exactly the same thing. We does <laughs> Pink cows. <laughs> 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 yeah, the answer is up well, red cows, obviously. And there's a pink, isn't it? Well, yeah, pink cows. Yeah. Pink cows, red cows. Either way, you're still struggling. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, yeah, well, that, I, I mean, for me. That's brilliant. America is the gift that keeps giving, so. What is so, yeah. Thank you, America. There's... What was I watching? I feel like I was watching something else, and I was like, wow, this place is crazy. Um, Well, I mean, Japan is pretty crazy, isn't it? Japan's cool. Yeah, Japan's but, cool. No, but if you look at, like, Japanese TV and, like, some of the things mm. that... Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, very, it's unusual. Some of it is, but... Nice I, think, I, I think, to be perfectly honest, the world in general is absolutely mental. Yeah. But I think, I think from a maybe from a British perspective, we will view the Americans as more like America as being like more crazy. Yeah. Well, because are. there's so many, there's so many more people. Like just yeah. numbers mean that's going to be the case. But I think as in general, we're a little bit more kind of reserved and sensible so yeah we'd look across and go you guys are crazy and because you know we're that bad at learning other languages we don't know what crazy stuff's going on there we have to we need somebody who speaks another language to tell us that that what they're doing is crazy whereas in america we know what they're saying so we know yeah it's we understand well you say that but some of the deep south i don't have a clue what they're saying so i mean to be fair mate I, I imagine deep south wales yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be honest I imagine yeah. it goes both ways <laughs> yeah yeah that is very true but I just yeah it's just there's a lot of nutters in it 
I think that's fair to say. There is, yeah. But, hey, God bless America. <laughs> what? Um, so, yeah, chocolate milk comes from brown cows, 16.4 million Americans. I salute you. I think I kind of like the idea. Like, if, if you genuinely believe that, then I don't know. I wonder if that, like, what else does that does do those people believe? Like, are they living just quite a chilled out life where they're just like, yeah, brown cows, sure, whatever, and they're not they're not stressed by they can't yeah anything. they can't be yeah that's a good point they can't be stressed about much can they? Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine obviously like the normal stuff like everyone does, you know, money and all of that those sorts of things, but. Nah, not these Outside guys. Outside of that, like... <laughs> what would be even funnier is if they were searching for that magic cow to make their fortune. <laughs> They're going around the country, <laughs> driving around the country, milking every brown cow they could find <laughs> to find that one special brown yet. cow. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna abduct and uh start once I find this cow, milk. Yeah. Once I find this cow, I'm go looking for that goose of them golden eggs. <laughs> yeah. Start the chocolate milk empire. <laughs> that, that that would be a story. Also, uh it is a slightly uh change of pace. Um but did you see that fella from Swindon who broke the uh, world speed record uh, on the weekend. Uh, he is the world's fastest man in a wheelie bin. It's pretty cool. I think he went about 43 mile an hour. Uh, Interesting, because I had an experience in a wheelie bin on a stag do. And oh, yeah. I wonder if I would have been faster than that. 43 mile an hour is fast. I'm saying no. Yeah, like, it's fast. On two wheels as well. And not like on a bicycle, so they're in line. These are side by side wheels. An engine. Oh, hang on a second, Buzz. We've. Uh... We'll start that bit again in a sec. You are frozen. The sound is gone. Hang on. Hang on. And he's he's the Guinness World Record. We've missed missed all of that, mate. Connection went a bit funny though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, go go back. Start start again. No, no, not start again. Just go from. Just tell me how how fast was he going? So yeah, he was going. He's going uh, 43 miles an hour in that wheelie bin, which is... How? Yeah, that's quick. Uh, yeah, but he had like an engine and everything with it. He had gears, he had the lot. He, oh, he no, I'm not. That's that's rubbish. That's not, is it? He built it. It's like a, a special go-kart wheelie bin. Nah, shit, mate. I want him to be in a wheelie bin with just a a natural wheelie bin. A wheelie bin no. intended to be. That's what no, I think you were coming from. No, because it's Not like... Adding an engine? Yeah, if you have the world's fastest shed, 
you have the world's fastest toilet and stuff like that. They all have engines. You can't, you can't, a shed just doesn't go naturally, does it? And yeah. there's a wheelie bin for that matter. But that's all pointless stuff then, because it's not the fastest <laughs> if, wheelie if, bin, is it? If, if wheelie bins went naturally, every time you put your bins out, you'd be spending the rest of the week looking for your wheelie bin. But my, 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 not that they went naturally, but just the fact that, like, I would have thought somebody, you know, you're at the top of a hill, you get in your wheelie bin, your mate pushes you down. Just pushes you and then just see how fast you go. Not uh, not effectively, he's made a go-kart and stuck a wheelie bin on it. That's rubbish. <laughs> you tell Guinness that. This that's is awful. This is a Guinness World Records. Do you have it? You can't that's even say that's awful. awful. Nah, that's nah, just nah. rubbish. Leave some respect. No way. That is crap. <laughs> You're not having any. No. Not at all. <laughs> Absolute bullshit. <laughs> Well, he's got so a record. Like, I've I've made I've made a go kart, and I've was, also got this wheelie bin. Well, he, he was talking to um, Piers Morgan about it this morning. It's gone big. <laughs> surely, it's gone viral. surely Piers Morgan's looking and going, thinking, do you know what? I I thought I was a big deal, um, but I'm clearly not. Because I'm no. talking about this guy. Yeah. All the things yeah. that are going on in the world at the moment with coronavirus, yeah. Brexit, like BLM I... protesting, all those different things that are going on, massive things, US presidential elections, all those big things. And that's what's made the news. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my only issue with it was that he wore full bike leathers to do it. I thought that was, you know, I thought that was a bit much. I think if you if you crash a wheelie bin, you just got to take it like a champ. Uh, how, was he, how was he sat in the wheelie bin? Uh, he was kind of stood up, really, I suppose. Probably crouched down a little bit. It, did, it was a good job. Uh, you need to see it. it was, uh, uh, I thought it was good. Nah, I'm not... I, I don't want to... I don't want to validate that sort of shit by, uh, does, by support, support the local, isn't it? Support the local. Uh, I'll, I'll support. I'll support a local achievement when it's an achievement. I well, like I said, whoever he is, congratulations! There's a Guinness World Record holder in Swindon in the dawn. It's, uh, rubbish. No, you know, Sorry. I'm very. Uh, I'm, I'm way kids are. That's why kids aren't looking forward to getting the Guinness Book of World Records for Christmas anymore. Yeah, of course they are. They, kids would love that. Nah, rubbish. What, did, what, what sections do you used to like in Guinness World Records? I used to like the weird ones, like uh, World's Longest Nails and, you know, that yeah, and type did, of stuff. Yeah, they did like a documentary of those people with the World's Longest Nails. And like that, I always thought was just like... Impractical. Yeah, why do it? I don't know. Why if it, yeah, but do you, like, do you know what? I'm gonna do it. That, I'm you see that in, in India and stuff like that, when or, or some of the Asian countries, when they do that, they're like celebrities. Yeah. True. Um, and then like Channel Four do a lot of documentaries uh, and things like that, don't it's they? It's like people pull it, pull trucks with their ears and stuff like. You know, why would you do it? Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of things as well. So like, wants, yeah. There's some stuff where you just think like. How, how did you discover you could do that? 
What made you think? Yeah, Jonathan, like um, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the, seven stone of weights with my penis. Like when? What makes you think? Yeah, that's a good idea. The one that I've always thought about that is like um, the guy who, was, who could jump backwards onto his mantelpiece and stuff like that. It's like, why was he sitting there one day and thinking to himself? I wonder if I can jump back onto my mantelpiece. You know, <laughs> he's jumping. I mean, he's jumping forwards onto it, going, "This is too easy." Yeah. Why? But then, but that 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 bit I get because people do stuff, don't they? And they go, "That is going to be easy now. Let me try it a different way." And it might just be a silly thing that they always did, but maybe did it as a kid. And then, but to then go, I wonder if there's a world record for this, and to pursue it to a point that you become the world record holder. All right. So moving on slightly, this is my hypothetical question to you. Yeah. If you were going to attempt to break any Guinness World Record, which would it be and why? And you can't say the natural wheelie bin record because that is not... Yeah, yeah. No, just, no, as, no. just to say to matey, oi, this is how you really do it. So, do you know, actually, I... I contributed to a world record attempt um a few years back so at my old old um place of work they had a, a small ads thing on the intranet and someone was looking for um old ironing boards and irons and we'd literally just replaced both of ours because yeah. there's a, a group of divers that were going to set the record the world record for people ironing underwater now for me, that was not going to work. They did it, but I don't agree that they were in fact ironing underwater for two reasons. No. One, they didn't have a, like a shirt or anything down there that they were ironing. Two, wasn't plugged in. Now, yeah. <laughs> you need steam to iron, and you're just not going to get steam underwater. Also, like that. also, if you plugged it in, you're getting fried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course I'd say it, but that's, no, this that's is an not. Sport. Um, but so so basically there was there's this group of divers in in um, England doing it and then there's a group of divers in Australia and they're just like in this constant battle of hang on they had 38 people ironing underwater well we're gonna do 42 and <laughs> like just going back and forth so uh, yeah I, I contributed to that um I didn't obviously actually actually how did you no you give someone an eye and a knife that is not contributing to the record yeah it's not no it's not not no I'm not saying saying that I have a record I'm saying that I contributed to them getting the world record because I did oh that's that that not contributing you just give them an eye anybody could give an eye yeah they could have done yeah but that is still contributing to the cause. Do you know what that means? Nah, I'm not it's having that. I'm not having that. Do you know what? I've actually. That's like you saying you bought the ticket to watch Arsenal, so you contributed to league success. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. That's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, I'm not happy with that. I'm not having that. You're just. Like, you're just like you're, you ain't having the wheelie bin. I ain't having it. Just for the sake of it. Just so, because. Just because the wheelie bin thing is bollocks, that's why you said. <laughs> now, I think for for me, I'd want to do I'd want to do something 
that I would look at and go, yeah, that's a legitimate world record. The problem I would have is I'm like not fit enough to do any of those sorts of things or skilled enough <laughs> mm. to do anything that you go, yeah, that's a real fucking good record that. So I'd end up doing something shit that everyone would go, why is that a record? Yeah. It'd probably be an eating record that I would go for, if I'm honest, but I don't know what. That's that's, that's hard. And the thing is, like, you eat a lot, but... Nothing like these guys. No, you see those like professional eaters and stuff, like competitive eaters, and it's insane. Um, and most of them are like... And a lot of the ones I've seen recently are just like just tiny women that you think how have you managed to actually fit that much food inside you without actually exploding so i think there's there's a misconception isn't there that like Mm. and those that competitive eating competitions are just like by yeah big people done by really big people all the time and that but that's absolutely not the case they're not are they no no and um so there's this is it kate ovens I think I've seen on on um, like Facebook and Instagram and stuff, and she's just like she just packs so much. I tell you what, so quickly. I tell you what like, we could do. It's insane. I tell you what you could do. Joe um, eating three crackers in the quickest time, three cream crackers, because that's hard. But it's yeah, not hard. it's so dry. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give that it's one hard, a go. But that would be good. That's doable fear. That's doable fear. Or. Or maybe like something to do with eating licorice. Yeah. The most chewy licorice in a minute. Yeah, one of those types of things. Would you ever give give um give it a go yeah. doing one of those like, like that's smash good. Yeah. That's good. Or like would give but it a go doing one of those ones where you like you, smash you water. Did, um... Oh, hang on. We've lost you again, Bozza. Uh, back, back. I've turned the camera off because it makes yeah, the connection yeah, just better. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, so maybe maybe like how eating like the most licorice in a minute, how, like the most yeah. really licorice. But, but what, it, what I was just trying to say was, um, would you ever yeah. give it a go, like doing one of those ones where you have to see how many like watermelons you can smash with your head in a minute? Oh nah, that hurt. That'd be killer. The um, the the thing on about just just quickly on that licorice or. Because you're saying about eating all that licorice. I sent you that, that story the other day, didn't I, about that guy yeah. who died because he'd ate too much licorice. And I saw a brilliant tweet linked to that. Someone had written, I bet his family are going through all sorts, which <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought was hilarious. I thought that was pretty, pretty clever. Awful, Very but good. pretty clever. Yeah. I think the thing with that one, though, is like, oh yeah he died because he's eating all this licorice and it's like he died in a fast food restaurant and you think yeah can you really blame the licorice just the licorice i doubt it Mm, no no is it ever just the licorice no (laughs) (laughs) uh right so boz i've done some facts there and you've asked me a a a bit a, a hypothetical question there and i think i think yeah i would settle on how much licorice I could eat in a minute. Cause I think that's something that's, that's, that's in my wheelhouse and something I could give a bloody good go. Um, but part of our, you know, our new spangly new format is we're going out into the, into the world and we're looking for store, interesting stories on any sort of subject. Um, 
and just bring them back and share with people. So what what have you found this week, Buzz? So my story is quite sinister. Wow. Okay. It's very sinister. And, uh, it gets more and more sinister as I, as I go along. So I'll just read it up for you. So, I mean, I feel uh, that's something that you should let the listeners decide, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's sinister, but maybe not for the reasons you were thinking. So, uh, a husband and wife sparked a murder investigation after placing a Halloween dummy in their pond for a joke. So, police and paramedics raced to the property in Great Bentley, Essex, after reports of a corpse in the water. Now, this is where it gets particularly sinister. Okay. The husband said, I had just had a shower and was lying on the sofa naked when all of a sudden my front door burst open and the police came in. I quickly put a cushion in front of me and the officers told me they had a report of someone in our pond. Firstly, who lies on the set are you naked after a shower? Yeah, Just, that's, that's sinister. Was, the questions I have, to, have have there, well, the question I have is, has he dried himself and then got on the sofa? Or has he just gone on the sofa wet? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I, a fabric sofa. That means he's got a wet sofa for hours afterwards. And they, or if he's got a leather sofa, then he's just going to have like little puddles all over it. And he's slipping. He's slipping Ooh, on it. Oh, like, I, I just, I just can't. I've never in my life, right, or I can't understand anybody who would just get out of the shower. Obviously, you dry off, and then you put, you, you put some boxes on or something. You just, you, yeah. it's, it's, it's normal. Who just goes downstairs after drying off and just lies naked on a settee? It's just, it's, it's, it's wrong. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you who does. Somebody keeps a dead body in their pond. (laughs) Yeah. So the dead body in the pond. So the couple told officers the dead body was actually a dummy they bring out for Halloween parties. And they had placed it in the pond to make locals laugh after it dredged. I mean, to be honest. uh, Oh, and then he ended ended it with a little bit of a joke, though. I'm not sure what scared the police more. The figure or seeing me naked, we were all laughing. <laughs> this this is an odd family, and I, I yeah, I, I think I think for me, like the whole thing with the with the dummy is just it's just a joke that's gone wrong, and people have got a little bit um obviously got the wrong end of the stick. But yeah, I, th- I think genuinely the worst thing about this story is. <laughs> He was naked on the sofa. What? Why is he naked on the sofa? And the, the straight from the, the shower. The police get, he put a cushion there as well, which is weird. Just stand. I can just imagine him with the police. That's there. quite carry on though. Cushion. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, I just and to be honest, right now, if people put their Christmas decorations up, uh, you know, a couple of months earlier, I think. I'm not sure about that. I think uh, I think October is too early for for Christmas decorations, personally. Yeah. But two months early for yeah, 
two months early for a Halloween <laughs> decoration to come out. That's just that's just not right at all, is it? That's, that's just that's <laughs> people that have struggled through lockdown. Yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> do you, oh, say now, do you remember the start of lockdown when people left their Christmas decorations? They put they started putting their Christmas decorations up. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, that was odd. That was really odd. <laughs> I yes, I remember because I remember walking uh, in Stratton and seeing a few trees up and things. I just thought that was bloody odd. But this Halloween early is real odd. And and having a guy, that city must be minging. It just. Oh. <laughs> do you know what? Just just going back to the whole early Christmas thing. Um. I was reading the other day on on the BBC website that because obviously you know we've in in um, England now it's the whole rule of six and they're saying you know um, this will be in place for the next six months um, which is obviously the longest kind of period that we've had some restrictions like officially said oh, that's the date has always been yeah. like, we're going to do this for three weeks then we'll review it in another three weeks and that but this is like right you know work from home if you can maximum gatherings inside and outside six people next six months and that's like i said has been that's the longest period for us now so on um on the bbc they were talking there's an article saying that the shops all the online retailers are giving up and they're saying that oh you want to start spreading out your christmas shopping and not leaving it because leaving it till later because uh they're not sure they're going to be able to to keep up with the demand this year, which I thought, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And then as you read through the, like, if you carry on reading through the article, it then says, um, it's like Amazon and Hermes have been operating at Christmas levels uh, all year. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, well, surely they're fine then. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't it? They've yeah. got the stocks coming in. Yeah, They've got prepared. all the people there already delivering all the stuff. Yeah. What's the big deal? Yeah. Go. So they, the online retailers are urging you to uh, spread out your shopping. Or is it that really what they're saying is, look, if we're going into another lockdown now, we are going to take a massive hit. And yes, there'll be a spike at Christmas. That'll be great. But it ain't going to look good for the books. It ain't going to look good for the shareholders. COVID, regardless of COVID. So if you guys could all just steadily buy your stuff so we've got a constant stream and we don't need to get rid of any people or anything like that that would be great it's well, effectively, that's what very... effectively what the article was saying it's... i was like this i read it thinking this is mad <laughs> you can't tell me someone's someone's uh just just ridiculous <laughs> but yeah that is uh it's, it's, it's strange, and uh, for you, Buzz. I do want to hear your story. I want to know what uh, you've come across. So, this is this is obviously way more um, mainstream uh, than than the one that you have just talked about. But so this one, um, this was all over Sky Sports News and everything. But I actually first got it sent to me by um, a family friend who lives in Wrexham. Now, uh, those of you who have listened to previous rec- uh, episodes of the pod will know that I have a soft spot for Wrexham. And when Boz and I rule the world and divide up the countries, I will get Wales 
um because i chose it and he didn't um yeah. and i've decided to yeah so I've, I've decided to make i decided to make some changes didn't i um so and one of them was to build like a jurassic park in in wrexham rebrand wrexham as t wrexham and so i'm i can only assume that ryan reynolds has obviously been listening to this podcast because actually we've got a decent listenership in in um in la and in california and that so um, i know he lives in canada as well and stuff but i think um but i'm assuming that that he has listened to this and he's gone Wrexham if they're gonna have a Jurassic Park sounds awesome what's a big sport over there football soccer they've got a football team let's get involved so so Ryan Reynolds and uh where's the guy he's from uh just Charlie McElhenney. Yeah, no, Rob McElhenney. McElhenney, Rob, that's not Charlie. He's, he might uh, be called Charlie yeah, he's, in there. He's an actor, director, producer, and screenwriter. So he's the creator of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So they, so between the two of them, they are going to buy uh, Wrexham Football Club. Now, that, now, Wrexham is one of the, the few fan-owned clubs uh, in, in Britain. And has been for about 11 years, I think. Um, the stadium's owned by the local university. Um, so, it's, you know, it's a, it's a real community club. Uh, so they're looking to, to purchase it for £2 million, I think it was, the, the investment in the club. Um, and, they're, you know, they're going to then kind of map out their their vision for, for Wrexham. Now... What what was interesting about this actually was that I knew Ryan Reynolds had bought Aviator Gin, and what I didn't know is that he's <laughs> he's recently sold it for six hundred and ten million dollars to Diageo, but in the deal he then mm. gets to stay on. What? Yeah. Yeah. But also, what blew my mind as well was. He's currently on the. So I knew he was. He was a. He's a good actor, and you know, in the last. So I, I remember watching him as a, as a kid in Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place, which is a sitcom. That was the first yeah. thing I saw him in. Thought he was great in that. Then didn't see him in much for a bit, and then he did. He was kind of. He did comedy roles and stuff, and he was in like Blade Three, and but then, obviously over the last maybe what, ten years I suppose he's really kind of become a a, a Hollywood A-lister. So, yeah, you think, yeah, he's rich and everything, but he didn't kind of really think too much about him as a as a businessman. Obviously, like I said, told you about the gin, but he is also currently on the board of Match Group, who run Match.com, Tinder and other dating sites. Is he? Yeah. That's impressive. That is. Can you think you're, oh, Ryan, do you think you could... Uh, it's this board meeting uh, next Thursday. No, I couldn't possibly. I'm, uh, I'm actually shooting for Deadpool. So, <laughs> just, just, just what, um... but yeah, it's just just mad. But so both sounds of it, um, everyone at like the fans are all for it, which is understandable, you know. Um, being able to to get that investment 
And I would imagine as well that actually, I would imagine that he would go there a, a decent amount as well and, and meet the people and stuff and be a bit involved. Obviously, you know, he's probably not going to do loads of, he's not going to be there all the time. Um, unless he's, you know, if he does get in touch with me to talk about T-Rex and in general, because I don't want him to, because if, if he's seen like my Instagram picture of <laughs> what do you mean T-Rexum, I don't want him to be disappointed when he arrives. Maybe you um, should tweet it at him and see what he thinks about it. That's a good idea, actually. That's an idea. What do you think about my uh, plans for Rexon? I'll do that. Do you know what? I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah, you uh, might like it. T-Rex Tweet Ryan Reynolds <laughs> about T-Rex Yeah. And if that goes down well, um, I'll also float Abaca Vegas past him as well. Yes, yeah, me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, the, the, the Prince of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that that kind of that leads me then onto my my question for for you, um, and that is, if you were to take over a lower league football team now, let's say let's say that you've got you've amassed a fortune, yeah, uh, similar to Ryan Reynolds, so you're not a billionaire, but yeah, you know you're, you're rich, so. If you were to take over a lower league football team, which one would it be? Which actor uh, would be your business partner and why? And what would your plans be for the club? That's tough, isn't it? So well, your, fir- your first job is pick a club. So um, what part of the UK... Would you would you want to be in the English leagues in the in the in the EFL? Um, would you want to be in Scotland? Yeah, I think do you want to go for the Welsh. You've got for a Welsh league. Nah, I mean, I think you've got to go for the English leagues, haven't you? Because let's be honest, as much as TNS would be great, and I would turn their name straight back to Total Network Solutions instead of the New Saints. I'd love um, that. Yeah, but I think you'd have to go. You'd have to go English leagues. Now, you could probably go for a Welsh team within the English leagues. I'm just trying to think of... Nah, there's more, isn't there? You've got got Wrexham, you've got Swansea, you've got Cardiff. uh, Merthyr is in there, isn't it? No. I'm sure they were. They were. uh, Merthyr did, they were um, in the Welsh Prem, weren't they? Is it Merthyr that were in the English leagues? There, there was other teams. Let's have a look. So would you would you be going like National League? So so for those of you who don't know the structure of, of English uh, football, soccer, you've got the Premier League at the top, so that's all your um, Man United's, Arsenal's, Liverpool's, Chelsea's and all of that. Below that, you've got the Championship. Then you have League One, League Two. And then you have... Um, the National League, which is non-league, is what it's called. Um, oh, so Merthyr Tidville have dissolved. 
<laughs> that's recent, I think, as well. That's like Mer- literally in the last two weeks. Merthyr Town, though. I'm sure Merthyr would have come from Merthyr Tidville. I'm sure they're in English. Yeah, they're in the Southern League Premier Division South. So, so yeah. Merthyr- oh, Newport. We're forgetting Newport. Yeah, Newport are in there, obviously. Yeah, we're uh, about them. Are Colwyn Bay still around? Uh, I don't know. Let's check. Colwyn Bay Football Club. Um, no, they play in Wales now. They used to play in England, I'm sure. Okay, so so what are you saying then? You going for Merthyr? Yeah, I'm going Merthyr. I'm definitely okay. going Merthyr. So what? So um, the amount of money that you'd have to to put into buy that, I, I would I would imagine we're talking. That would be in like the hundreds of thousands, really, wouldn't it? They've got a. I'm sure they've got a decent ground because, um, I'm yeah, I, I'm sure there has been investment there, uh, particularly into the rugby team because the rugby team's gone into the Welsh, the Welsh Premier in in rugby, obviously. Um, so I think there's oh yeah, so the ground is an eight thousand capacity, with one thousand five hundred seated. Right. Uh, yeah, I reckon it'd be yeah, it'd be a few hundred thousand, wouldn't it? Okay, so remember you've you've got Ryan Reynolds levels money. You've you're going you're buying a cheaper club because they're lower down the footballing pyramid. Yeah, taking them to the league, so like like you know yeah. we'll have imagine having well. Cardiff, Swansea, Newport, Rex. Imagine having five Welsh teams in the football league. Oh wow! So the first, so the next question. So we pick the team. Yeah. The next one is the actor. So which Hollywood actor would you pick to be? Actually, I say Hollywood. Which actor? It could they could be a British actor. Which act or or a Bollywood actor or whatever. Um. Who would you pick to to be your business partner and why? Hmm. Maybe I'd go for Sheen. Oh, okay, Martin he's, Sheen. He's from Patal, but then he. Not no, Martin. Not Martin Sorry, Sheen. Michael Sheen. Michael, Michael Sheen. Sheen. And he's really pretentious, so the Merthyr crowd could knock that out of him. Is he? Oh yeah, have you seen have you seen his thing where he, he played Jesus and he walked through the middle of Port Albert? It is like the most pretentious thing you will ever see in your life. I urge you to Google it. Um, he basically did. He basically walked through Port Albert with a cross on his back, and you know, he, yeah, um, as Christ. It, it was really weird. I don't know why he did it, but he did it. Oh, what? So this wasn't like part of a job. He did it himself. I think I mean, he set it up himself. It was something that he wanted to do. Oh, was it at Easter by any chance? I, I don't know. I'm not even sure. It was probably a Christmas morning. Uh, I'll, I'll, Jesus I'll... carrying a cross. That's Easter. Yeah, well, I know that. You know that. Uh, <laughs> but, but the pretentious Michael Sheen does not. Yeah, I'm sure that it was. I'm sure he was carrying a cross. I might have just made that up. But let's have a look. No, yeah, he was. He was. He was on the cross and in the middle of, in the middle of bloody. 
Put Albert. Yeah, he, he put himself on a cross in the middle of a Talbot. Uh, Sheen co-directed the production, which had a core cast of 15 professional actors from Patalbert. It was a bit, it was like, it was almost like it was a self-fulfilling thing, you know, it's like the return of Jesus to Patalbert, a.k.a. I'm coming on, I am God. It was, uh, yeah, very strange, very bizarre. Back in 2011, that was. So, there you go. So, yeah, that just because he likes football, he's Welsh, he'd make it all about him, which would take the pressure off the players uh, because they'd be under severe pressure. Um, and, he, and he always tells about how we could have had trials for Arsenal, doesn't he? That's the other one he does. Have you heard him say that? Have you heard him do that? <laughs> he reckons he was playing somewhere. And his father wouldn't let him go because he was too young, but reckons he could have made her an Arsenal type of thing. So, yeah, this guy would be perfect for this. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm going with. The, he is the most. Yeah, yeah. It would all be about him. So we'd sneak up the leagues nicely, uh, inconspicuously, and then when it's time to, you know, become a real proper fully fleshed club I just sack him off sack him off that's no, my plan you buy him out would you buy him out and replace him with somebody else uh, I wouldn't give yeah I wouldn't give him too much cash I wouldn't let him buy in too much you know, I'd give him I'd give him like 15% or something like that he wouldn't be a controlling partner obviously that would be too much yeah I mean because I, I would think like Tom Cruise would be an interesting one to get involved because everybody knows whoa, whoa, he whoa, 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 is whoa, 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 whoa. he'd be preaching Scientology to the players ain't having none of that no no but he's everybody knows that he's mad he's really. a Scientologist that's but, right not in my shape. Alleg- allegedly mad um, <laughs> but there's I think but he's so, I don't know if it's because he's so charismatic that nah. people just seem to let him get away with with everything. And they just go, ah, oh, it's just Tom Cruise, isn't it? And I wonder if, if he's got that kind of little bit of, um, there's a little bit of kind of like hypnosis going on there. Maybe, maybe if he was involved, he could then, he could then bring along some big celebrity pals and that as well and really get some money behind it. And you could be taking Murtha up right in yeah. to the Prem and Champions League football. It'd be like no, but he'd take over the physio and he'd be like uh, someone would come off with a with a uh, a broken ankle. He'd be like, nah, let's go back to this don't don't worry about that. Let's go back to the to the changing room. We'll do some dianetics. We'll do some auditing. We'll when get you, get, you uh... no, when you get in, when you go into training <laughs> he, he he comes out on the training pitch and he's like guys <laughs> he just yeah. insists that Every single tackle, every time someone needs to go and tackle someone, instead of making the challenge, they have to run and tackle him. That's I, I will take all the tackles. <laughs> or any injuries in training. You need to tackle someone, come tackle me. No, 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 I can't have Tom Cruise. That would be... He's too weird. Put, but just imagine, imagine this, though, right? You've, 
you've bought Murtha, you've got Michael Sheen involved, you've got up to, say, like, League One, and you've gone, do you know what? We need more money to really push us on now. And um, Michael, you've been great, but I'm bringing Tom in. Tom's bringing in Will Smith, um, the Beckhams, people like that, because, you know, they're all... They're all Say that, mate. Could score um, Scorsese because it'd be good to have a director because we can make like a, a documentary on the way up. Nice, yes. Yeah, very good. yeah, very good. Like a like a, like a so Watson. You get, you get him, so you've got all these pe- you've got these people in as investors and that in the board. You're still you've still got the controlling interest. But you've yeah. got all that money in. You're all everyone's investing in. You've built a new stadium. Yeah. Imagine that you build you build this you've. Murtha have got a sixty thousand capacity stadium, and um, yeah. they they're pissing all over Spurs because now not only have they got um, a retractable pitch where an NFL um, pitch comes up, but then that retracts as well, and then they've got the hardwood basketball um, yes. court comes up. Yes, the roof they are. In. You can do everything. You think of a sport, you can play at the Murtha yeah. Stadium. Damn right, you can. Uh, and it, and it's 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 no it is the best stadium in the world and um, and to open up you've got all those Hollywood people down there that everyone's going crazy Murpher they've arrived Anthony Hopkins Kevin yeah Kevin yeah he'd be Ruben. like would he would he not be like a life president comes in uh, with Antonio Banderas dressed as Zorro yeah. Uh, just to cut cut the ribbon with a oh, sword. Yes. 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 This is it. This is it. Is there, is there right, room right. for Catherine Zeta? Oh, damn right. There's room for Catherine Zeta. Of course she's there. Of course she's there. <laughs> with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Um, probably not alive, but wielding in corpse form. He's there. Yeah. He'll be there. He'll live forever, because I think in between films and, and social events, he's cryogenically frozen. Yeah, well, his his father lived till he was God knows how old, didn't he? Hundred and whatever. So no stress, mate. That's why loads of money. Yeah. So loads of women. So okay, so let's 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 talk about the plan a little bit more then. So the initial bit then is so you get you're getting Michael Sheen in. What's the first thing you're doing? So you've got they've got their own ground. You said, didn't you? Yeah, obviously we've got to we've got to start working on an academy. Uh, that's essential. Yeah. Nurturing young talent in in Merthyr. Uh, <laughs> is it is it important? Is is it going to be important to you that you have a real um strong Welsh contingent in the yeah, in the yeah. squad? And uh, would you would you operate a little bit like um, important because we yeah we, would you operate a little bit like Athletic Bilbao? So Athletic Bilbao are a team that live in the yeah. Basque, that live that are based in the Basque region of Spain, and they only have Basque players. So players from yeah, I don't think we go that far. And to be honest, they kind of they they're slightly breaking their rules these days. I feel. It's to be fair. I think it's it's difficult, isn't it? But anyway, that's that's by the by. So what? So was, you say? Would you say? Only Welsh players, or do you have like a? Nah, nah, I, I, I'm not. You know, we're a multicultural team, but we will have a strong core. You know, a strong. We will have Welsh players in our side. It's important. Um, so, I don't think Wrexham have got many of them. Won't actually say so, you know. But yeah, it's important because we can't uh, we can't keep nicking England players to play for Wales. It's just not it's not sustainable. 
Because that's what happens, isn't it? When England get good, Wales get better as well. It's true. So what? So, so you're gonna you're gonna start an academy? Where you, you gonna do anything to the stadium? Uh, as we've got the leagues, yeah, there's only 1,500 seats, I mean, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get some more seats in, aren't we? Yeah, uh, and like, like, I, I think as well that maybe for like whilst you're in those lower leagues, um, whilst you're not in the football league, maybe like doing a little bit of like um, is it Garforth Town who got um. Was it Pele or Eusebio oh, nice. to yeah. come and play, do like an exhibition match for them and technically sign on for them? And um, do you do that with, do you do that with, with Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? But yeah, I would say... Do that with Michael Sheen. Well, Michael Sheen could have played uh, for Arsenal, so, you know. We're, we're going to do that with Neville Southall, old school. No, I yeah. might make Neville Southall manager, actually. Big Nev. Best British keeper of all time. So, um, um, so what yeah. else? What else are you thinking you'd do? So, so that's when you're in the lower leagues. Let's say yeah. like, you've moved up now and you're in you're in the football league. You're in League One. Infrastructure, Baza. Well, I've, I'll tell you what I would mind like a tram to the ground, like Man City have, so you can come straight in from Cardiff. Nice to watch a team. Yeah, infrastructure. How long would that take? From Cardiff to Merthyr, it's not too far. It's not too far at all. I don't, I don't know exactly how long it would take, but uh, like half an hour. Uh, don't even, don't even know if it'd be that. Uh, around that, though, I would have thought. Yeah, that's not too bad then. That's that's a good idea. Do you know what you should do as well? You should, um, as part of your investment in the community. Yeah. You should improve and. Um, the bus services into into the valley, specifically the Ogmore Valley, I would say. Yeah, yeah. The Ogmore that Valley deserves better. That would that better. would uh, that would that would really like win you favour within the within the community. There's and, a and local, as well, if you've got if you've got a Murph, a bus that's got Murph or FC all over it. So there's a local delicacy in Merthyr as well called well, I say local delicacy, but it's carbon chips. Carbon chips is very good. Where they um hollow out the bread fill it with chips and pour Irish curry sauce on it. Very nice. <laughs> Can you just tell everyone what Irish curry sauce is? It's fruity curry without the bits in it. <laughs> so there is a curry. So quite traditionally in, in the UK, we have we've got, you know, people would have heard of fish and chips, but people like to, there's curry sauce that people like to have on their, on their chips in Wales, where Boz is from. There's three types or four types of curry sauce? Uh, so you have hot curry sauce, Chinese curry sauce, and fruity curry sauce. Fruity is lovely. I'd, fru- I'd, well, I say not. Oh, there's four, yeah, because you have uh, Chinese, hot, fruity, and Irish. Yeah. Is Chinese the red one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, so the, so the Irish one is the fruity one without the fruit in it, and the fruit is just like sultanas and stuff, yeah? Disgusting. It seems odd. So, <laughs> I love how you said it's a local delicacy. <laughs> I, I don't understand why you're laughing. A hollowed out loaf of bread with chips and curry sauce in it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Mars bar and batter is a bloody local I genuinely delicacy. thought yeah, you were so. going to like say, like, oh, lava bread or something like that. <laughs> like an actual... 
an actual Welsh delicacy. What's your beef, man? What's your beef? This is, a, this is, this is legit. Hey, I tell you, you've had cob chips and curry sauce. I'm telling you, no, you don't want to say nothing because it is good. I'm not denying it's good. I'm, I'm questioning whether it's a delicacy. It's really cheap oh, as well. It's so really this, cheap. This, this brilliant uh, British English uh, delicacy, the uh, sausage Welsh. roll. Uh, well, I guess it is, isn't it? What do you, what do you consider a delicacy? Well, delicacy, I think, is something that's just a little bit more, like, it's a bit more special. It's a bit rare. Yeah, isn't if, it? it's if, not if you're in Scotland, Scotland, the local delicacy would be a Mars bar and batter. You can't get that anywhere. Delicacy. A, a deep fried hey, pizza. You can get that in Swindon. Can you get a deep fried pizza? Oh, no, no, I don't know about pizza crunch. I think pizza crunch is that's that's exclusively a risk that's a welsh delicacy you know what actually with the pizza crunch so the deep fried pizza there's um i think i told you about it before there's a show and um, it's an american show called deep fried masters oh yeah, yeah yeah and it is basically it's all about um people who have stalls at um state fairs and stuff and they go on and they compete against each other and they basically deep fry anything and this one guy's like I'm making a deep fried pizza and he took the dough. Yeah. Made the pick got the pizza dough. And instead of just making a pizza, then dipping it in batter and, and frying it, <laughs> he just deep fried the dough. What? And then put the stuff on top. But he didn't he didn't like put it in batter or anything. He just Deep fried the dough. dough. He made the base with just the dough and then just put it in the fryer. <laughs> I'm not sure I feel about that. That's like disgusting. <laughs> I can tell you now, we didn't win. <laughs> it would just be full of grease, wouldn't it? It was rubbish. It's absolutely rubbish. And they're like, why didn't you make the pizza, put it in the batter, and then deep fry it? And he went, oh, I didn't think of that. And, it, when it, <laughs> and they were talking about it like, but the judges were talking about it like they'd just come up with something amazing. Yeah. Sat there all the time going... You've not this had has been done. Of crunch, have you guys? You need yeah. to get yourselves up to Glasgow because they're going. Oh yeah, Texas, the home of deep fried cooking. Everybody this, um, right here and all of that. And you're just like, guys, you you need to get to there, Scotland. There's a brilliant episode with um Andy Bourdain, isn't there? and he's up in Glasgow, and he has chips, cheese with curry, but then um haggis and batter as well. I just, that doesn't ooh, sound bad. Yes, haggis. Sounds good. Haggis sounds amazing. Haggis is amazing. And he says it, and it's true. The most underrated food on this planet. The most... I love haggis. And a lot of people turn their noses up right, don't they? But it's so good. So, so good. So, yeah. I'm taking Mercer to the Prem. We're going to have Bear Infrastructure, an academy. We're going to be opened by Antonio Banderas. Uh, I'm going to sack off my Christine at some point just because his pretentiousness knows no bounds. And then we're going to get all the players in the Wales team. 
Yeah, yeah, we, we're just going to be a you know crowd to the nation, really. I think that's how I see you going. Because <laughs> Swansea and Cardiff and Newport are just, they're not doing it at the moment. Then they won't be like we'd be doing it. They won't be doing it like we're doing it. And every, um, the only, we won't, we won't have pies, we'll just have carbon chips. That's all you can have in the ground. Carbon chips, nothing else. And that's, that's cob and chips. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can have and rissoles. Not to be confused with cod and chips. Yeah, no. So carbon chips and rissoles. You can have rissoles in the ground as well, but nothing else. Mm. And um, no pies. No, you can have a corned beef pasty though. That's fair. I found it really disappointing when we couldn't get any food when we went to Bristol Rovers. That was awful. Yeah, it annoys me that you don't have corned beef pasties up here. It really annoys me. Mm. Um. Because that's one thing I miss. I do like a corned beef pasty. But they're all Cornish pasties. Yeah. You know. Surely miss. It's an English delicacy. <laughs> a Cornish pasty probably is, yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, that's the last one going oh. to my club. I'm taking them to the top. Every day in Britain, 5,000 cats suffer from male cat and baldness. They're so sad, they can't even lick themselves clean. Bald patches inherited from their fathers. For just two pounds a month, you can help provide these cats with tiny cat wigs, helping them live a fuller life without fear of scorn. And that's two pound a month to the Male Cat and Baldness Society. Okay then, right, good. So just to, to finish off this episode then, Boz, uh, we're going to introduce a, a brand new segment. I mean, all of these have been brand new segments, but loosely the type of stuff we always talk about. Um, and I think we've kind of flirted with this in the past. I think early days we managed to do maybe one or two of these when we spoke about um, influencers and um, oh, and, uh, and activewear. But we're bringing it back, but we're renaming it, and it's called Boz's Beefs. What beef have you got today, Boz? My beef at the moment. Well, a, I got a couple. Uh, there's going to go for. There's really annoyed me the other day. It was people who feed birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? Right. There's two. There's two. Right. So. There's two particular birds that I despise, right? And so I went to Barry uh, the other week when we went home. Me and I went down to the beach and we had some... I, I had Irish curry sauce fish and chips, funny enough. Nice. And then you sit them down, right? And, so, and then you get people throwing their chips to seagulls. In. They just throw their chips to seagulls. They feed seagulls. So then you just got seagulls flocking down from everywhere trying to attack you. People just don't want it. They just keep throwing their chips down. Stop feeding seagulls. 
just stop. It's just they keep coming towards you all the time. And they're just coming from air drunk. People just chucking chips. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I don't need you. Just put it in the fucking bin. Just put it in the bin. Why? they like, they're vermin. You see a rat you won't feed, don't you? No. So why are you feeding a seagull? It's the same thing. There was a brilliant, there was, I, was, I was listening to Vine, right? We were on the way back from York. I'm listening to Jeremy Vine. And this guy called, they were talking about seagulls in, um, in Scarborough, funny enough. And this yeah. guy phones up. He goes, uh, so they say, now, uh, what do you do to, 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 to get rid of seagulls in your, in your area? Like, and uh, this guy phones up. He goes, uh, oh, in Bedford, we shoot them. So Jeremy go, Vine goes back to him. You shoot them, really? He goes, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, we've shot loads, like reduced the seagulls. In here. Jeremy Vine goes to him, uh, is that... Is that is that is that legal? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jeremy <laughs> Vine goes back to him. He says, uh, "Are you sure about that?" And all of a sudden, it was just a deadly silence. And this guy just left the fucking radio. <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think I am. If I was going to campaign for something, it would be a seagull cull. I think they should cull him. A seagull. A seagull. Yeah. I think that is pressing business because, and the people that feed them, what is wrong with you? Have a word with yourself. If I had, if I had, right, and my child is throwing their chips to the seagulls, I go nuts. I ain't having it. They are vermin, they're horrible, and even worse again, right? Not worse again, but just as bad. When you go to, um, there's this, I don't know who these people are, there's a couple of nutters from Swindon. do you know in um, what's the park? Lydiard Park? No, what's the one next to Coat Water? Coat Water. Oh, there's these people that feed the seagull, uh, feed the pigeons. There's right. She was, have you seen on Home Alone with the bird yep. lady? The one that looks like Steve Bruce. Yep. She was doing the same thing. Next to the diving board area, which is listed, which I found out, which is interesting. But next to there, and she had birds all over. And you're trying to walk past because you've got, like, there's a little coffee shack there. And then little, yeah. you can get a, a coffee and a, a, and, a, and a nice, they do lovely um, brownies. So, But you can't because it's just, she's just covered in pigeons. And there's pigeons all around her. And it's everywhere. There's everywhere. I just these people who feed birds, they should get killed with the birds. So do you, when you say feeding birds, you mean specifically like um, birds that are a pest, like pigeons and seagulls, or do you mean people who have like bird tables in their garden? I can sure people put like a little thing in it. No, that's cool. That's cool. I that I can live with. I used to have that when I lived back home. Me and Ada, so we had a little patio, me a little bird bath, and some oh, little yeah. bird so feeding. You're a okay. So that's fine. Well, no, it's not is it because I ain't feeding them in a public place, throwing them scraps. Um, that's fine. That's that's a garden. That's the outdoors. They can come here. I ain't I ain't getting in anyone's way doing that. These people who just decide they're gonna feed. 700 pigeons in the middle of court water needs a word of themselves they sh- they're just disgusting as well they shit everywhere i'm right on this i don't care I what mean, you're you right, no you're is. right because the birds that that eat from like bird and um, bird feeders in gardens they use toilets 
so you're right you're right yeah and and they don't come in like swarms i don't know why you call a load of birds together it's probably not a flock. swarm but yeah yeah is there a flock yeah. flock of seagulls yeah um and? and seagulls seagulls swoop down on people so they're dangerous and they'll nick food from your hand and stuff like that because well, i think the thing to point out about seagulls as well is they're fucking massive yeah and they're getting bigger and bigger they're absolutely huge when we and were they, in cornwall there was one yeah. one kind of came over um to to Taspas when she was sat on a <laughs> on a wall and that and she she was like ah she was proper like yeah yeah because they're they're so um especially on, in coastal towns and stuff now they're so used to uh food being left around or people feeding them that they expect it Ah, and these morons are feed people as well. They don't chuck the food right in front of them. They'll chuck it over where you are, you know, closer to you. Like, they won't just, you know, chuck it down. They'll chuck it over into an area where the bird's going to bother you. And, They're omnivores as yeah. well, aren't they? So, like, like I, so, and this is the thing that um that blows my mind, is that they come more and more inland. So, like, Swindon is not close to the coast. um, But there's I loads of seagulls in in, in yeah. Swindon and, and around like some of the business parks basically what they do is um they get people to come in with like birds of prey like falcons and stuff and mm-hmm. get them to fly around and yeah that, and that deters the the seagulls from coming to the to the area I'd they go, stick I'd here 100%. I don't think anyone anybody would miss a seagull would they I I no I'd, I'd, I'd I would I, I was surprised. I was I was surprised once I was I was driving around town. I saw on a um on a roundabout there was like a dead pigeon and two seagulls were just eating him. Have you seen have I ever sent you the video of a seagull eating rabbit? Yes. Takes it down in one it don't even chew, it don't even hit the sides, it just takes it down in one gulp. It's incredible. Yeah, you have, yeah. They 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 are they're horrible things. I can't you stand buzz, them. You, you just just uh, tweet that out for everyone. And I hate um, I hate Brighton as well because of that. You hate Brighton because of seagulls. Yeah. To be fair, I, I think you can levy that at any coastal town though. Oh, they're called the seagulls, aren't they? They are. They are. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> you hate them. Fair enough. Right. I think is is there is there anything more you'd like to add to your beef? I, I just want to know your thoughts on it. My thoughts, really. Um, People who feed birds are they gonna? Ah, so what do we do with my beef? Is it? I think you need to rate it. Is it a legitimate beef or is it just? Because because you this is a thing. You'll just call me miserable forever, and I can't accept that. You need to say legitimate beef or miserable. Ah, uh, okay. I think. I, I would say, oh, this is a bit like a Room 101 type thing. Almost. Um, so I would I would say for this one, I would I would agree that it is a, a legitimate beef, and and I and if I'm perfectly honest, I would stretch that out to all bird feeding. I think. <laughs> why 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 do we have this thing where we think like we need to tame these animals? Let's let's get them come to our gardens. No, don't want them to come to the garden. Oh, I want to watch them eat. Why? 
Why do you want to watch them peck seeds? It's not interesting. Why do we feel the need to like they before we started putting out bird tables, they were going out and eating fine. All we're doing is making them lazy. Just leave them to it. Leave them be. They're out living. We don't need they don't need us feeding them. I mean, and even like with ducks, think think about think about it. For years everyone's feeding ducks bread. They were happy as Larry. And then it turns out they're not happy as Larry, actually. They're, you know, uh, you're feeding them the bread. They're swelling up in their stomachs and killing them. Or like they've all now got like severe like Crohn's disease or wheat allergies that we did really like, You're a monster. You're a monster. Like, just, just leave them be. They, they know how to go and feed themselves. We don't need to then feed them human food or find other food that we think they like and put it out for them. They'll just go and get it themselves. They were happy eating worms before. They don't need us to put Nutrigrain bars on tables in our garden for them. Just just leave them to it. So, yeah, Boz, I'm with you. It's a legitimate <laughs> but I'm just, yes. I'm just broadening the net. Legitimate People who <laughs> feed birds are idiots. I think it's not even just that. It's, <laughs> it's the, um, the updates people that feed birds regularly in, at their houses will give you updates oh we had a, a blue tick come in the other day uh, oh, don't, in red breast and like, oh, don't, don't, don't care don't care so say now, mind, I did take a picture of a massive uh, heron that I saw interesting so, but, I see flying over my house quite a lot actually yeah it's on the, yeah. On the heron flight path he was in he was in the trees, so I did take a quick snap of him because they are quite something. But uh, I didn't feed it, absolutely not. Just give him a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, if you know, at the end of the day, if just if stood that out big, on your lawn waving yeah. a corned beef pasty. Yeah, come he's down, that, come down. This is the thing on it. He's that big. He seems alright. Yeah, but that's the problem, Swindon. It's like with the uh, particularly in cold water as well. If you've got a cold water, there's tons of birds that just sit on that big giant um, diving board thing. Yeah, lazy. And uh, yeah, and then there's that bloody stupid woman who, when everyone's walk, like you, you literally just be walking past, and all of a sudden you just see birds seed come all next to your feet and stuff, and there's a million birds coming towards you. And it's like you're fucking real. You know, you wind them up like, and and I kid you not, they had birds on their shoulders, on their heads, and these yeah. birds are stinking. Like, yeah, what is wrong with it? Um, like tourists to do in like places like Venice and and like Copenhagen and stuff and I, th- I think I feel like if that's the best thing they can think to do no, but I th- Venice I, and Copenhagen I feel like they need to think that Japanese they, tourists do a lot uh, they need to use TripAdvisor because there's a lot better things to do than that it's just and uh, th- th- that's another thing as well that's what they should do I know that diving board is listed but they should just knock it down I want it gone it's an eyesore. Uh, I don't think it's an eyesore. I, I, I mean, I would just be like, clean the, clean the, the lake out. Do you know why it's listed? No. It's Britain's first outdoor diving board. Oh, wow. Hmm. So that's why it's still there. You know, it's covered in bird crap and just filth. They just won't get rid of it. But maybe that's another campaign. Get rid of the Swindon diving board. No, no one would miss that, would they? That platform. I think, to be honest, though, 
Boz, Swindon has so few bits of, I don't want to say culture, but just like history and architecture and whatever, because because of that sort of thing. They just knock every hey. now and then they go, let's just knock everything down. I, you, so, know my love, you know my love for Swindon. You know I stick up for Swindon at every possible juncture. But uh, that is a monstrosity. I'm sorry. I think I think um I think it'd be more palatable if people could use it. You can't because that fucker's feeding birds around her all the time. Tell well, her she's there. I remember as a kid like being told that it was because the water it wasn't the water was too polluted to swim in. But I can't see how that's right because if it's too polluted to swim in. How can you? How is it okay to go out on like pedalos and stuff? Because you're not swimming. But you might fall in. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, that's that's for another day. Right, and I think Buzz yeah, that brings, brings us to a close. I'm well happy with that legitimate beef. I'm well happy with it. <laughs> Just to start off this this new kind of series of podcasts. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going big. It's going big, that is. We have, I'm winning with that. That's 1-0 one, one to me. Okay. <laughs> not 1-0, okay. but... Well, not 1-0, we'll keep... but you know what I mean. I'm we, happy we with can, myself. We can keep a score. Do you want Do you want to keep score of, like, how many, how many get the legitimate beef status? Maybe we need to have something, like, ongoing on, on the Instagram account. Yeah. Just... Keep That's legitimate beef. And in fact, I think you went a little bit worse than me. I think you went. I think I think I got a bit of feeling out of you. Yeah, but well, you know, Boz, I hate things too. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't hate as many things as you. But yeah, that is legit, man. I'm pleased with myself. So it's good. Cool. Alright then, mate, I'm gonna And that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I really want to know which celebs um, you listeners would partner up with and, and what your plans would be for, for the mighty Wrexham Football Club. Um, send us your hypothetical questions. Put Boz on the spot. Make him rack his brain. Or, if you want to make him happy, which, you know, some of you may want to do, um, send us some random facts. He loves them. And we'll read them out on the show. And that's at bbpennyarcade on Twitter and Instagram. And the email is bbpennyarcade at gmail.com. Once again, a shout out to Carl Pleasant for our new theme song. It's great. And he's at the underscore Pleasant on Twitter. See you next week.